it was time to possess the land to which God had promised Israel. At 85, Caleb said to Joshua, I want that mountain. To possess the land and take the mountain included a very important piece of real estate named Hebron. Hebron was important to Abraham and David, but during this time, it had been inhabited by giants. Stay tuned to find out about Caleb and the giants of Hebron. Caleb was one of the original spies that God told Moses to send out to Canaan land. If you remember, 10 were bad and two were good. Let's move forward 45 years and Caleb remembers Hebron. He remembers Hebron because it was famous because it was the home of the patriarchs. And now as Caleb takes in the view, the Anakims are walking the streets of this important city. The gigantic descendants of Anak have taken over the city, and Caleb cannot forget it. As he asked of Moses, now he asked of Joshua, I want that mountain. Welcome back to Praying For You, a weekly broadcast that features the preaching and teaching of evangelist Oliver Areza. We are glad to have you join us today. At the end of this broadcast, I will give you some important numbers to contact Oliver. With your Bible open to Joshua chapter 14, let's join him for part two of the series, I Want That Mountain. When Joshua and Caleb and the other ten spies left Kadesh Barnea, they proceeded on to the desert of Sin, and then they traveled along the land of Canaan, nearly following the course of the Jordan River till they came to Rehob. That is at the south end of the salt of the Sea of Galilee, the Sea of Chinnereth. And it was located uh, at the north boundary of the Holy Land toward the road that leads to Hamath. Now remember, a little bit further south was the land, uh, was the mountain or the city of Hebron. Hebron was very famous because it was the home of the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And as uh, Caleb and the other spies are moving toward the south, maybe Caleb's eyes take in the view that the Anakims were walking the streets of this important city that was a part of his, what he wanted to be his inheritance. They were the gigantic descendants of Anak. They had taken over the city. Now, the assessment of this part of Canaan must have been left to Caleb. Now, I'm just asking you, I'm thinking as a man thinks right now, what do you think was going through Caleb's mind at that point when he saw in the city of Hebron the Anakims walking the streets of where Abraham and uh, and the and J- Jacob and Isaac and they and their families walked. It's where Abraham purchased a piece of property that he was going to bury Sarah, his wife, in. Now, there's no doubt that his father had told him the stories uh, about uh, his childhood growing up there, and I'm just uh, sure that that day, really, it spark it lit a spark in the heart of Caleb a man that would would become one day a flaming torch. You could imagine as he looked in the city and he saw these ugly giants, as he peered through the rocks and the trees, he could see these big, giant, creepy, hairy, ugly, knuckle-dragging, 
uh, long neck cyclops walking around in the city. Maybe it was that day when he said, Lord, I want this mountain. And then later he said to Moses, I want that mountain. All Caleb could think about were those giants walking in the streets where Abraham walked. Now he is saying to Joshua when he come to the 14th chapter of the book of Joshua. Now, jo- now Caleb is saying to Joshua, I want that mountain. All that Caleb could think about was those giants walking the streets where Abraham walked. The giants dwelling in the houses where Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and their families lived. And he said, I want Hebron for an inheritance. Now, when you think about the giants moving in, what happens? What happens when the giants moved into the city of Hebron? Well, they take over the homes where the loved ones lived. And friends, someone or something was driven out for them to move in. And so many times, we as God's people, we allow the giants of bitterness and anger and malice to move in. Moves in and it drives love and forgiveness and acceptance and care out. When the giants move in, they take over the good of the land. The farmlands, they had orchards and pasture lands. The grapes of Eskel, the ones that took two men to carry the clusters. And they take over the farmland of a person's heart where kindness and love and care and uh, graciousness uh, is cultivated. When the giants move in, they implement their values, their identity, and their culture. And of course, we know that in our society today, the Judeo-Christian value has been one of the most important aspects of our society today. But now the giants of wokeism and the giants of political correctness and the giants of globalism and worldliness has moved in and have replaced the, the Christian Judeo values with this wokeism. What happens when the giants move in? They replace the, the God consciousness is replaced from the local residents, the local family, with their ungodly, wicked deities. So maybe that's what was motivating Caleb when he said, uh, first of all, to Moses, I want that mountain, and then to Joshua, I want that mountain. He said, you know, Hebrew. He said, I want Hebrew as my inheritance. Remember, Hebrew is where God gave Abram some ham and changed his name from Abram to Abraham from being a father to a father of many. Really, his name change speaks of separation. I want you to leave your homeland and go to a place where I have called you to. Hebron is where the three angels with the promise of a son visited Abraham. His son Isaac and grandson Jacob spent much of their lives growing up in Hebron. And after it was conquered by Caleb, it was, a, it was made a city of refuge. But right now, as Caleb is thinking about it, those big, giant, oversized giants have moved in. When first taken over by the Anakims, they probably renamed it to, from Hebron to Kirjath Arba, the city of four, Arba, four Anakims, 
The word anak or anakim means collar, ornament. Probably obtained his title from wearing a collar or a chain around his neck. The Bible says in Numbers chapter 13, verse 22, And they ascended by the south and came into Hebron, where Ahiman, Sheshiah, Talmiah, the children of Anak were. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. And the word Sheshiah means, means flax. It means mercy or six. Ahiman means the brother of the right hand. Talmiah the, the name means my furrow that suspends the waters, heaps of waters. So we know that from Hebron, they passed through the valley of the brook of Eskel, where they cut down the bunch of grapes mentioned in Numbers chapter number 13. And they returned to the Israelitish camp after the absence of 40 days. Well, remember when we're when we come to Joshua chapter 40, 14, it is 45 years later. And I want you to take note of Caleb's passion. Chapter 14 of Joshua verse 12. He says, Now therefore give me this mountain whereon the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, Hebron, for an inheritance. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, unto this day, because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. And the name of Hebron before was Kerjatharba, which Arba was a great man among the Anakims, and the land had rest from war. Now I want you to notice the phrase, if so be, then I shall. He said, if so be, then I shall. Verse number 12 of Joshua chapter 14. If so be, the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. Those words are a beautiful picture of faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Oh, I don't think you can overlook the fact that Caleb's motivation, Caleb's inspiration, Caleb's stimulation began with they have stolen our inheritance away from us. You see, friend, the fundamental idea regarding the inheritance is that the land is God's land to give. He gave it to his children, the Israelites. No one has a right to it but them, and that is even still true today. But let's look at it for a moment from Caleb's point of view. Numbers thirteen twenty-two. And they ascended by the south and came unto Hebron, where Ahiman, Sheshiah, and Talmiah, the children of Anak, were. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. You see, Caleb says they have taken possession of land that is ours. Now this is the viewpoint of the chicken spies. Remember the ten that 
that uh, were uh, afraid. They said they're giants in the land. We look like grasshoppers in their sight, and we can't take the land. This was their perspective, Numbers 13, verse 33. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which came of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, as so we were in their sight. Oh, but listen, don't overlook the passion and the drive and the faith of Caleb. I'm looking at chapter 14, 15, verse 14. And Caleb drove them thence, the three sons of Anak, Sheshiah, Ahiman, Altamiah, the children of Anak. He drove them out. Amen. Judges chapter 1, verse 20 says, And they gave Hebron unto Caleb, as Moses said, and he expelled thence the three sons of Anak. Oh, once again, I'm driving point to home with this question. What was the passion behind Caleb's drive? What was the what was it that he just couldn't that he couldn't leave behind? What was it that he couldn't forget? What was it that drove him to this point as an 85-year-old man with this vision, with this strength, with this passion, with this drive? Well, Caleb said, "I want that mountain." The land was his because it was given to his people, but now it had been taken over. And he says, I'm going to do something about it. And with that, we will bring this message to a close. Thank you for listening today. Oliver will be discussing more about the inspiring life of Caleb next week. Remember, you can always hear this radio program in the podcast format by going to any of the major podcast platforms like Spotify or Anchor. To contact Evangelist Areza, use his personal text number, 304-782-0594. Once again, 304-782-0594. Thank you for listening. Praying for You is a Gospel Voice production. Now Oliver will come back to the mic for a word of prayer. Dear God, me and everyone listening to this broadcast need your help. We are so weak and feeble and it's so easy for us to allow the giants to come into our lives and destroy the joy of God and the victorious spirit and the victories that we have in Jesus Christ. Help us, dear God. We ask it all in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Amen.